0: I grew up, um, I'm a pastor's kid. Mm -hmm. So I'm a Baptist pastor's kid, and I have grown up within mostly evangelical Christianity. And honestly was still stayed in up until the last few years. And then I think just politically, um, the name of Christian, what it was tied to, all of that became very sticky and very icky. And none of it felt like who I wanted to represent. None of it felt like how I felt God, I mean, the idea of God felt in my spirit and Mm -hmm. and what I knew and how I conveyed it in my art. Um, And so I had to do a lot of really uncomfortable undoing of like, Okay, that doesn't serve anymore. Like Mm -hmm. that thought process that I don't acknowledge my blackness, that I don't acknowledge my body no longer fits in how I also see God.
1: Y'all are going to love my next guest. Ariel Astoria is an incredible poet, she's an author, she's a model, an actress, and when I met her at an event for a mutual sponsor, I just felt like her aura is like a big hug. She's incredible. She has a way with words to make you feel seen and heard. She has so many um, resources out there, two self-published books. She has her most recent book. And I just cannot wait for you all to experience this woman like I've experienced her. And here she is. Aria! Hi. (laughs) Hi! Oh my
0: goodness, it is
1: so incredible to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for
0: having me, I'm so excited. I'm just excited to chat with you and be with you, really. Everything else is great too, but me that's the primary. Oh, do y'all hear this woman's voice? <laughs>
1: your voice and your aura and your presence is like a big hug. <sighs> Just like, and you give the best hugs. Thank like you. you know, you're just a bundle of love. Thank you. And that's the first day I met you, mm-hmm. and I think we met at a at an event mm-hmm. uh, with one of my favorite uh, brand partners, Osea. Yeah. And that's the energy that I got. Just like Thank warm you. hug energy, like the entire night. And of course, I, I fell that. in love with you. Yes. So did everyone else at the table.
0: (laughs) So, Vice versa.
1: Yeah, and I was so excited that you told me you had this book coming out. Yes, yes. And I have had the opportunity to get a little preview, and people are in for a treat. Mm, Thank you. Thank you. And I want people, and I want for myself, so this is going to be people getting what I'm desiring, is an inside look on who you are and your personal unfolding. Yeah. And the yes. name of the book, y'all, is The Unfolding. It's, the unfolding. Yeah. Um, it's available now, you can pre-order it, yeah. but I really wanna start by just kinda getting a glimpse into right now, as of today, what has been the biggest unfolding
0: in mm. your life? Oh my gosh, I think the bo- biggest unfolding um, in my life was was honestly what I, what's in the book. Um, in that season of just right before the pandemic, as an artist, as a person, as a person of faith and a person of spirituality, just there was so much um, undoing. I think the unfolding is, is an undoing, it's an expanding, it's a changing, and I think a lot of us experienced that in the last four years of just things being uprooted, things being brought to the light in ourselves, in our society, in our world, and so for me especially, I think the first wave was just as an artist, as a creative, it's like, what does a pandemic work there you can't be in crowds you can't be with people what does it mean to be a creative in this space what does it mean to be an artist in this space and even more so we needed the art you know like we needed creativity we needed people on social media just sending an encouraging word or playing something beautiful on a piano or doing a silly dance move because it feels good in our bodies and so I really had to wrestle with what does it look like to be um, an artist what does it look like to be a black woman what does it look like to believe Believe in something bigger, um, in a divinity, and a divinity, and and how does that then portray into how I operate in this world, mm-hmm. how I love on people, how I love myself, um, and and how I exist in this. And so, I think the last five years have probably been the most pivotal. And then I turned thirty, you know, in those times. So just so much life shifting and life unfolding in order to become, I think, our fullest selves, which I I feel the most grounded the most aware of myself than i think i i ever have so
1: Mm, i love that i love that so much and one of the things i kind of want to dig in first with all that you said is your spirituality Mm -hmm. and i feel like you're very unapologetic Mm -hmm. and very um open Mm -hmm. and talking about how you grew up and Mm -hmm. how you grew up into religion and what you now believe and i feel like it's so hard for a lot of people to articulate how they feel. So being a woman of many words, many eloquent (laughs) words, can you really talk about that unfolding and how you really um, have handled
0: that, that in the area of spirituality Mm -hmm. so i i share in the book a look i grew up um i'm a pastor's kid Mm -hmm. so i'm a baptist pastor's kid and i have grown up within mostly evangelical christianity it's Mm -hmm. like kind of the birthing and the shaping in which i was um in which i grew up in and honestly was still stayed in up until the last few years and then i think just politically um the name of christian what it was tied to all of that became very sticky and very icky and none of it felt like who i wanted to represent mm-hmm. none of it felt like how i felt god i'm um, in the idea of god felt in my spirit and mm-hmm. and what i knew and how i conveyed it in my art um and so i had to do a lot of really uncomfortable undoing of like okay, that doesn't serve anymore. Like mm-hmm. that thought process that I don't acknowledge my blackness, that I don't acknowledge my body no longer fits in how I also see God. Um, and and it came into the point where I break the unfolding into five phases. Yeah. Um, and it's the, uh, the awakening, the eclipsing, the illuminating the mending and then the returning. Mm-hmm. So in the mending, there had to be some sifting of like, this piece no longer fits. Right. This piece no longer fits. This still feels good. You know, like I still say, like, I love a good worship song. Like I love a good gospel moment. Like yes. I will, I think that will always be in my spirit. And then I also have to reconcile like, ooh, but they do they include queer people within this conversation? Like mm-hmm. is the table a little bit more expansive and open? and so i really had to like undo and figure out what that was for me and also Mm -hmm. in the last four years where there were no gatherings it's like what is church what does it mean to be gathered what does it mean to find God and where do we find God right. um and I think as a creative I've always been like I think there's a bigger story here you know yeah. like I think there's more to the conversation and um, that we're not getting into mm-hmm. and and so that's kind of always been my my expansiveness and and my parents are always like yeah that's our that's our Christian liberal hippie daughter you know, <laughs> you know over there like that's her and and that's I think that's always been me and I've always yeah. just been curious about like, I'm an actor also. So in in improv, it's like, you know, there's an exercise where it's yes. And so someone says something and you can only respond with yes. And it Mm. can't be a no, it can't be a that's not right. And so I think of spirituality in this space and I think of my idea of God um, and the table in which all are invited into into what is holy and what is um, connected is yes and like mm. there's more to the story yeah. um and i and i want to be a part of helping people find that there's more to the story
1: yeah. i love that i love that yes and yes. especially when it comes to spirituality because mm-hmm. To me, spirituality is very personal. Yeah, like we all have a different relationship with exactly. God, and we all over the world have different religions. And it's mm-hmm. so personal. It's so mm-hmm. sacred. Um, I feel like one of the things we've done that is actually harmed us mm-hmm. as, as human beings was try to put spirituality or religion in a box. In a box. It yeah. doesn't belong in a box. No, it's, it's so expansive. <laughs> yeah. So can you talk a little bit about as you've unfolded into mm-hmm. this woman who identifies as? spiritual religious Mm -hmm. liberal Mm -hmm. like can you really especially when it comes to your friend also your relationship you Mm -hmm. got married Mm -hmm. in the last five years as well how do you bring in god and your relationship to god
0: into those relationships i think that's where where my shift has really happened it's not that i'm bringing god into something is that it's that God is already in it. Mm, um, and I think for me, so much of what we were taught were go to this place to find God, go to this person to find God, mm-hmm. have this authority figure, give God to you, give give you this experience. But um, there's an author, Diana Butler-Bast, and she talks about how spirituality has for so long been this um elevator type of conversation where those who men um usually white (laughs) men um you know like usually men white men are are closest to god and bring down the conversation of inviting us into Mm -hmm. the holiness or inviting us into the sacredness but actually it's a lot more linear than we think um and so i think it's for me it's been a less of like oh god is already here like god is already part of this i don't have to go and seek something that is already there and even even more so in that conversation is god lives here you know Mm -hmm. like god is god is inside of me that knowing that tugging that wisdom that discerning um that is a god orchestrated voice i think Mm -hmm. and so i think for me it's learning that like I think God is already in things before I enter the space, before we enter the space. And so um, it's less of an inviting in Mm -hmm. and more so of a tuning in, you know, Mm. like paying attention to it um, and being aware of it, you know, and especially as an artist, it was like, I'm in this open mic or I'm in this like grungy looking theater. And I'm just like, there's something so holy about this, you know, (laughs) there's something so connected and so intimate about this. And I've always felt that, you know, Um, and our bodies respond to 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 holy spaces that's Mm -hmm. what goosebumps are Mm -hmm. you know that's what like those like little butterflies in our stomach is just our souls responding to the soul and the energy of what's happening around us um and i think yeah i think god is in a lot in a lot more than we have given god credit to be in and so yeah it's less of a i'm gonna go invite in and more so like i'm already coming into an invited space i just Mm -hmm. gotta tune in
1: I love that. I love that. God is everywhere. That's what I just received from you. And I I feel like that is also helpful for people searching. Yeah. You don't have to search for what's already within. Mm -hmm. You just have to remove the blocks to it. Yeah. And so now I want to kind of get into like, I know you had to postpone your wedding (laughs) yeah, because of all this pandemic. So Uh how has this, you know, you had this new love Mm -hmm. and you were searching for a while, which a lot of people out there are searching. Mm -hmm. A lot of people got divorced during the pandemic and here you are Mm
0: -hmm. looking for love, finding love and getting married. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. um, So... Uh, my now husband and I we met and like uh, he probably knows these dates much better than I do but I'm like because time is so weird to me in general and then with being with him I'm just like you've always been there you know so there are like yeah. moments where I'm just like yeah the, you were there at that and he's like no I was not um but we met in like 2017 maybe like we've known each other probably collectively about five six years we've been mm-hmm. married about almost three of those. Um, So it was very quick. It was very much so like, (laughs) this is my person. Um, I was not looking to date at the time. Actually, when we met, I think I just settled into like, this is me, this is my rhythms. Like Mm. I'm over here speaking and traveling and doing all this stuff. And I was like really feeling myself. And I was like, man, a, a relationship, what? And here comes this tall, intellectual, tattooed, beautiful human. And I was like, oh, well, I guess we're going to try this out, you know, (laughs) Um, I guess because you're either my husband or you're not, you know, but I I was very quick for me. Um, And so we met, we dated for about a year and a half, and then we got engaged in November of 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, And we only chose May as our wedding date because of the venue we wanted, which was like in Temecula. It was this beautiful farm meets ranch meet Mm -hmm. like open space. And there was something again, so like we just like went there and we visited and there's just such a peace that rushed over us when we got there and and the woman who like hosted was a literal angel like it just was like she was just so sweet and we're just like yeah this is it and this is the only date she has left so i guess we're getting married in wow. may um and so then obviously january came around february came around march came around and then the lockdown happened and it was like oh, do we get married here? You know, like, and I and I talk about this in the book in a sense of um, there was a lot of like, can we have joy here amongst grief? Like, can mm-hmm. we have something beautiful and celebratory amongst so much heavy and so much um, um, confusion and not knowing what's happening? Um, but a lot of it was just also wanting to be married so that it would be okay. You know, like that our, our parents would be like, yes, obviously we're like kind of living together right now because it's a pandemic you know and so we're like i was just like i just want them to feel okay with us being together you know Mm -hmm. and so i was like let's still get married in may so we found a beach in pismo um that overlooked the water and Mm -hmm. it was like a park overlooking the water and it was perfect our floor still sent our flowers and our backdrop our photographer was like yeah i'll still come we had our family and a few friends a 30-minute ceremony, and then we went to In-N-Out after. And <laughs> um, and it was lovely. And yeah. so we definitely, like, eventually were like, we'll do a bigger party, we'll do. But I, I don't think I could have sur- survived a lot of these last few years without... My person, like mm. I just would have been I think I probably would have moved home. I would have been back in the Bay Area. I think life would have just been very different. and so i'm I'm really thankful to have lived these last few years and to continue living life with him um because I'm not, sometimes annoyed with myself with how like obsessed. I can be of about him. I'm just like, Where are you going? Where are you not here? Where what are you doing? Like, oh, what's happening? And then I'm like, go away, wait, wait, no but come back. Um so <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's the best. And he's just been like the best he's just such a beautiful soundboard too. Um and the biggest supporter. And so mm. yeah.
1: I love yeah. that. Yeah. I best. can't wait to meet him one day. I yes, cannot you wait. You will to soon, him. soon, yes. soon, I'm sure. And it's also lovely because you were just now dropping into your purpose. You're yes. feeling yourself. You're like, I, yes. I got this. I know who I am. Yes. Then you got your person. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people out there are searching, yeah. like trying to find their purpose and yeah. really find who they are. What advice can you really share to help people find their own mm-hmm. unfolding
0: of who they truly are? I think for me personally, and, I, and I'm like no, nothing I ever say I... Uh, I subscribe to be a copy and paste way. Right. And I think in a lot of like self self help, a lot of wellness conversations, it's like do this. And it works like this for everyone. <laughs> like that really discounts the mosaic of a society that we yeah. are and and the beauty and, and um the wide variety in which we exist. And so for me personally being an artist, being a creative was always there. Um, It was whether or not I acknowledged it or tuned into it. I Mm. think um, me coming into this Ariel Astoria, which Astoria is my middle name, Mm -hmm. um, but it's very much so this persona of who I am and how I create. But as a kid I was walking around calling myself Erica Wallace, you know, Mm. and making up songs and like wearing a feather boa with like my little microphone and and, (laughs) and, and, and just being um, this creative and boisterous and big personality and then obviously you grow up and you start silencing those parts of ourselves so i i I think a lot of times our calling is actually it's always it's always there you Mm -hmm. know like it's a matter of like that It's that tugging, that thing you that excites you, that thing outside of work, maybe, um, that makes you so pumped to get to or um, it fired up and filled up. Um, and so I think for me, being an artist was like it was always in me. It was just a matter of like, do I pay attention to it? And it wasn't honestly until college, I like graduated with a psych degree mm. um, with an emphasis in theater because I thought I would do art therapy. And then I graduated, and I was like, "What if I just like try this like art thing? You know, like what yeah. if I try this creative thing that has literally been in me um, and chasing me?" So for me, my calling kind of was like just knocking continuously, mm-hmm. continuously knocking. And I think for a lot of us, you probably know what it is. Yeah. And in our searching, more than likely, we already know. Yeah. We're just hoping other people are our soundboard for mm-hmm. what we already know. Hmm. But you probably already know and whatever right. it is that popped into your head the moment i said that it's probably that yeah you know <laughs> but it's scary it's so scary and yeah. we don't we don't talk about that a lot of times like how terrifying pursuing purpose can be yeah. um how it may not make sense to everyone um but it doesn't have to yeah it, it can, it's yours and it only has to make sense to you
1: i love that i think yeah. that's gonna help A lot of people get out of their own way because a lot of times we are uh, worried about what our parents think, worried about what social media
0: people Mm -hmm. say, worried about
1: all these other aspects. How it looks. Yeah.
0: But like for for what? Like if it if it gives you life, if it makes sense to you and you exist and operate in a life full Yeah. And like how that trickles out into other places, you know, like us being miserable and something, us not being content in something, it shows in how we love people. It shows in how we love ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's that's, I think that's where, you know, wholehearted wellness comes from. That's where all of it stays in tune with each other. It's like if I can wake up and I'm excited about what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. that helps me love other people well. That helps me love myself well. Yeah. Ashe,
1: I Mm -hmm. agree. You have so many incredible poems in this book. I know
0: I have a favorite, but I want to hear your favorite. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, In the book. It's like so funny because I feel like I experience the book differently each and every time I come to terms with it. I think the one that comes to mind is the beginning um, is 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 the talking about what the unfolding is Mm -hmm. Uh, making space and room for the whimsy for uh, the wonder less questions um you know more questions less answers not right or wrong and this is the unfolding. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that intro has just been such a healing thing for me as well of just releasing uh, the need to know, you know, I was listening to Dr. um, Dr. Tama this morning on my way here. And Mm -hmm. uh, she talks about, you know, getting off the stage of perfectionism. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, Oh, you know, like, and so giving room to not be put together to not be perfect um, and to just let things be is something I'm still actively working on. Um, And so I think in this moment, I would say that my favorite is probably the poem you'll find in the intro.
1: I love that. My favorite is also Towards the Beginning, Arise. And I really love it because a lot of times, especially for creatives and empaths as we both are, you feel like, am I crazy? Uh And I feel like the way that you spoke to it, Mm -hmm. it just really made me feel like, not only are you not crazy, like everything is as it's meant to be. So can you Mm -hmm. chat a little bit about that poem and what it meant to you and um, and how you felt with creating and expressing it?
0: I think it came from, so I had attended, like a a Black Women Are Divine event that was hosted um, by a lot of the Black Lives Matter LA group. And um, Dr. Abdullah, uh, she shared her idea like for coming up with the event. She -hmm. was like, this event has just was like on my heart, on my spirit, constantly. And she's like, What do you I'm not, what do you mean I'm doing an event? You know, it's like kind of like that talking to yourself, but then also having a conversation with the divine where I was like, you want me to do what? You know? <laughs> and she was like, and I kept feeling like I was crazy. And she was like, Women, especially black women, need to stop believing that they are, are crazy for being spoken to and spoken through. Mm. Um, and I think that's where that comes from, especially growing up in a context where women are like, can women be pastors? Can women teach? Can women do X, Y, and Z? Can women be on stage? Can they you know? And it was just such a constant desensitizing um and, and dehumanizing of of women, of female energy of mm-hmm. of that conversation. And it was like we're shaped and conditioned to believe we can't trust ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are also being spoken to and spoken through, right? Um, it's not an elevator. It's a linear thing. And mm-hmm. so I think for me, that wise was just like trusting myself. It was like, no, if this is where I'm going next, I can trust. I have I have been guided up until this point. Why would I not continue to be guided? Why would I not continue to be able to trust this thing inside of me you can call it knowing you can call it discernment um you can call it it, wisdom you can call it whatever you want to call it but there is something there um and and women we are no words that Mm -hmm. is just like ingrained in who we are it's ingrained in our bones we have we are these spidey senses you know like we we have that and we can trust that and so um i think that poem for me was just i write to speak to myself first you yeah. know and if it if it helps other people amazing <laughs> but more so i'm doing it because like i need to process some things i need to heal something so that poem was like you can trust yourselves mm-hmm. um you can trust yourself and you can allow that um to be what guides you um and ultimately know that you're being guided at the same time so i needed i needed that poem too
1: yeah Thank, yeah. you. Thank, thank you, thank you so much for that. Thank you. Um, and it also made me think when you were speaking. It made me think of your childhood, yeah. you know, growing up as a pastor's kid, mm-hmm. and growing up. I know you said they have your parents have accepted you now yes. as your Christian <laughs> yeah. liberal hippie they know. child. Yeah. Was that a process and was there any point, because a lot of people are in this point where they aren't, and I know in the beginning I wasn't accepted, you know, doing yoga and all these things that are so different. Was there a point that they were questioning and where there was any uncomfortability Mm -hmm. when it came to
0: being yourself and living your truth? Yeah, Um, I think they're still adjusting to that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think um, a lot of it is, I've been like, gone like I've been in LA my family's in the Bay Area I've been in LA pretty much all of college I think summer of my sophomore year was the last year I went home so I've been growing and evolving and becoming this whole human Mm -hmm. outside of their house so it's like almost like every time I come home it's like who is this you know (laughs) and it's just a continued version of of who I feel like I've always been which is is which is why I say unfolding because oftentimes we're like oh you're different you're change you've changed Mm -hmm. i don't know who you are um but really it's like i don't feel like i have actually i just feel like i peeled back these layers um in order to get to where i am and who i am now yeah i think they're getting um they're i will say they're i think they're getting acclimated for to who exists today Mm -hmm. um i've lived most of my adult life away from my parents um and out of my parents household so almost every time i come back home it's like who is this you know like (laughs) who is this person and and so i'm giving um i think there's a lot of grace for that i think Mm -hmm. there needs to be a lot of grace for like we've been with ourselves you Mm -hmm. know but the people we're coming back into space with they're almost re-meeting us for the first time so giving a lot of grace for that and also realizing i call it the unfolding because oftentimes change is meant With such opposition, like we Mm -hmm. don't—I don't know—who do you think you are? Like I don't know Mm -hmm. who you are anymore. You're not familiar. You're not this, and and that's people just, um, you know, um, exposing that they're relearning who we are, um, and they either stay or they don't stay Mm -hmm. when they when they do come to those terms. Um, But for the unfolding, it's like I don't—I don't feel like I'm this new and like unfamiliar, you know, person. I just felt like I was peeling back these pieces of myself that don't serve anymore, mm-hmm. you know? They really worked for Ariel five years ago, but they don't work for Ariel today. Mm-hmm. Um, and and being able to give space to that. And we're constantly growing and evolving. I have like a little like nerd moment in the book where I talk about like ourselves and how our cells are constantly changing. Yeah. So why do we hold our spirits and our souls and our thoughts and our minds to that same box to that same tension and not allow um just as much as our cells are regenerating and changing every single day and every single moment so is a lot of parts of who we are at the same time so um i think there's a lot of grace in there and they're learning yeah they're they're getting there and we're all adults we're just now getting into the phase where all of my sisters and i were like my parents are like okay we have adult children you know Mm -hmm. and that I'm not a parent but I'm sure that's a whole different a whole different conversation right
1: yeah I love that and I love the way you give people permission just by you saying you know what when people are saying you've changed and you've shifted Mm -hmm. they're just trying to figure it out and that's okay yeah and I think that's so important because we do have to allow other people to have grace it's Mm -hmm. almost like sometimes I remember myself specifically I would be offended yes when people questioned who I am yes. or but I love how you said it's okay for them to question yeah. they're going to question matter of fact expect for expect them to question, question. Right. Yeah. It's a natural and, and thing. give
0: grace in the, in, the, in the process and at first like obviously I'm now like three three I'm, it, through two and a half years writing this book so yeah. I'm in a very different space than I was when I wrote it yeah. which is like so interesting to like now that it's out I'm like okay yeah. We have to, yeah, it's just sitting differently. And so mm. now I can say, you know, as hurt as I was in those first moments, as confused as it was, cause it was like, is this not me? Am I doing something wrong? You know, like, is it, are they right? Am I, you know, literally winding down a path? Am I, you know, am I veering <laughs> to left? And now I could just be like, oh, that was just scary. That was mm-hmm. scary for them to watch that happen and not know who I was going to be at, at the end of it. Um, but I, I'm, i like I said, I f- I'm the most grounded and the most aware of myself that I've mm-hmm. I've felt, um, I think, ever before and giving space for other people to get there. So mm-hmm. I think um, oftentimes we got to give some time for people to get there. And that can be frustrating because it's like, well, then you don't love me then if you're not showing up instantly for this new person. But it's like, it's like re-meeting someone, you know, like, and I think there's permission to um, re-meet that person, Mm -hmm. re-get to know that person. Um, And the goal is that you seek to understand and not seek to change. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of where I'm hoping a lot of relationships turn into. It's like, can we be in this space and seek to understand and not seek to change each other. Mm, I love that. Seek to understand and mm-hmm. not seek
1: to change each other. Mm-hmm. I think that is so profound. Bars. Thank you. Thank you. Um And when it comes to well-being, yeah. I know that's really important yeah. to you as mm-hmm. it is for me. What are some of the things that you've done to really protect your peace throughout yeah. the pandemic up until now? Because I know you've done a lot uh-huh. to really Thank preserve yeah. this woman that we get to enjoy now.
0: Yeah um boundaries i think Mm -hmm. are a huge thing that i'm recently learning and Mm -hmm. that boundaries are not bad that they're not walls that they're bridges Mm -hmm. um and and so boundaries have just been really necessary of like i you know this was really hurtful or i would appreciate if we actually don't talk about that Mm -hmm. or you know like whatever it may be so boundaries was a huge one um, saying no to things, which is just another type of a boundary, but specifically I have to say it because I am a people pleaser. Yes. Um, I greatly <laughs> want to be loved and liked by every mm-hmm. single person I encounter and that is exhausting and not realistic. <laughs> and so saying no is really hard because like I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want people to not like me, but I need to do that for my sanity mm-hmm. um, and also to not stretch myself then, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also um finding I say protecting my personhood so finding spaces to just be Mm Ariel, um and there is like there's so there's Ariel Australia which is very much so me it's very much so um who I am but it's also this persona that is exposed to a lot of people it's also this part of me that doesn't just get to be you know in my head wrap all the time just (laughs) at home with my tea and my book and so finding spaces where I can be my fullest self Mm um I always say like we're we're where people know my last name. It's kind of how I how I do that. And so, um, and that could be a Sunday where I'm washing my hair and watering my plants and just mm. not on social media and not doing anything. I'm out at Huntington Library with my husband because that's like our favorite place to be. Mm. And so, um, finding spaces to just one be offline is a, it's its own thing. Just with how work is wired for the both of us, you yeah. know, and um, and allowing ourselves to not document everything is mm-hmm. a huge part of how I protect my Self and yeah, giving moments to just to just be yeah.
1: I love that. Yeah, I love that. Reminds me like last year was my the biggest year and the most breaks I've ever taken from social media. I I remember I went years with posting every day for years, Years. Mm -hmm. and to be able to take five days off. I remember the first time that I didn't post for a day and like oh my goodness the anxiety (laughs) that I had. Oh my god! And then to go like a whole week last year. Um, Can you speak a little bit to that and like how to get
0: through those emotions of in this society where we are, it is our work. It is our work. Um, So I took my first month long break Mm -hmm. in August and that was like, I mean, anxiety inducing, but at (laughs) the same time, I really knew I needed it. So um, I like made sure, you know, reached out to all the agents, reached out to all the clients. And I'm like, can I? Am I good? You know, like, do I not have to be online? And now I realize with how life is set up, I can take a break, but I definitely need someone still actively on my Instagram, which Mm -hmm. is unfortunate just because it is wired and structured for us to be constantly feeding it and being fed by it. And because that is a part of our job, that's just something we have to be aware of. So while Mm -hmm. we can take a break, we also have to realize this thing has to live and breathe, uh, which is so frustrating. (laughs) Um, But I still took my break and it kind of like I feel like Instagram kind of punished me for it, but it was fine because I needed it. And I felt more creative. I felt like I wasn't comparing myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I definitely will be taking more of those. Um, And even now I've introduced just a day, Mm -hmm. one day a week where I'm not on it, where I'm not posting just Mm -hmm. one day a week consistently. And then. Finding my longer seasons where I can be off as yeah. well, um, and so yeah, that was I. That was something I just did last year. After like you said, years of just posting every single day and mm-hmm. being on, constantly being on, and you just it's not sustainable. Mm-mm. Um, and and it's not beneficial to be honest. And so right. um, I just finished the uh, Rest Is Resistance by Trisha Hersey. She's the mm-hmm. Nat Ministry on Instagram, and yes. And that one, that's gonna be what I think of all the time, because you're yeah. just like, get off your phone, like yeah. go lay down <laughs> somewhere, like, yeah. and 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 know that your worth and your artistry is not tied up into that. And that's right. what the biggest thing for me. It's like, well, this is only, this is how I get my opportunities. This is how I get seen, but there there's bigger orchestration happening. So right. for us to limit and believe that we're only going to get opportunities and doors are only going to open because of what we're posting on social media is very limiting to our gifts and it's very limiting to um to to God for me. And mm-hmm. so um yeah, it was like that's a good that's a part of it, but right. it's not the only way. Yeah. Um even though we've been made to believe that this is how you do it, this right. is how you grow, this is how you get opportunities. I'm like, no. Uh, Networking was so much in a room, you know, beforehand. And so remembering that this is a part of it, but it's not the whole picture. Yeah,
1: exactly. I love that because a lot of people do feel like this is everything. And before we had it, there were other ways of like introducing yourself to someone, working with a company, having a conversation. And I think we forgot about those Mm -hmm. ways. And another thing that I wanted to dive into, and you kind of talked about it a little bit, is that. When you take that much needed rest, yeah. and I've found when I take that rest, yes, Instagram, to use your word, might, you might feel punished, right. you might feel yeah. that way, but when you come back yeah. more refreshed. Yes, yes com- less comparing yourself to others. Right. I feel like that's where the juice is.
0: Yeah, and you're creating authentically from yeah. that space because so much of what we're doing now is just refurbished, redone versions of what everybody else is doing. And yeah. if you're familiar with the enneagram, it's like a number system of personality. I'm a four. That's the snowflake type. Like I do not like being like other people. Like <laughs> yes. I just, I don't, I don't want to. I don't like it. I have to be different and unique and that's not like pay attention i'm different unique that's like my soul doesn't feel right if I mm-hmm. look and resemble like everyone else so I needed to get off so that I created from my heart space right. and not just from my like from what I was seeing you know mm-hmm. like oh well that's going viral well let me do a version of that and it flunked because that's not you and so right. I think remembering your authenticity remembering mm-hmm. who you are is what that rest space is for mm-hmm. and knowing that you can go into that space um, and 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 serve it how you desire. Desire to serve it, and also know that um, you can be your truest self, and that's yeah. what's received well. um People just were wired to engage with story, and that's all social media is. Yeah. Um, but how can we do that in a way that uplifts? You know, mm-hmm. um, and I never just want to throw noise into uh, uh into a uh, sound into a void. You know, like I never just want to be another video, another scroll. I want people to stop, even if I'm like hey everyone come breathe with me for a second yeah like i just i want something that feels um right and that creates thought at mm-hmm. the same time and i think that's where the artist in me comes in mm-hmm. i'm just like i'm not just trying to make stuff just to be posting it you know right and if i don't have anything to say i'm not posting anything you know mm-hmm. um because i'm for what you know and so really trusting and um, that you can show up authentically in that space um and and what makes sense for you I love that. I love that. You mentioned the breath, which I'm very passionate about. Can you
1: speak a little bit about how the breath has really helped you? I know for me, the breath helps me center myself. It helps me amp myself up. It helps me relax. How has the
0: breath really worked in your life? Mm Um, I think one and first and foremost, it taught me how to um, be with myself. So mm-hmm. a lot of like movement and and yoga and Zumba for me were just ways that I found that I could tune into my body. And then I found yoga in a time where I was like running around and doing all this stuff, and I was never actually still until i got into the room until i got onto my mm. mat um and it was the first moments i could really hear myself and i could really be with myself and so my breath is my constant reminder of like you are doing too much <laughs> you need to chill and we're breathing all the time but like how often are we actually conscious of ourselves breathing mm. um and then i i know like you know this in our in in teacher trainings we there's a whole section on breath alone, you yeah. know? Um, and the different types of breaths. And like you said, the breaths that cool us down, the breaths that calm and center us, and also the breath that we return to to center to ground to juice us up a little bit and so i like playing around with different Mm -hmm. breathing exercises and things like that for myself and then i'm like oh that's kind of good i want to share that with people because Mm -hmm. share the wealth you know i think we should all know um how to be with ourselves and how to be connected to ourselves and so yeah breath is like such a wild thing because we do it all the time otherwise Mm -hmm. we would Be dead, you know? Yeah. But how often are we actually like aware of ourselves? And so I love it in class when it's like, Are you breathing? You're like, Am I breathing? (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) How am I breathing? Am I aware of my breath? And also, just that's such a clearing of a mind space, too. If I'm only focusing on my breath, Mm -hmm. then I'm actually really being intentional in the moment, too.
1: Yes. I love that. Mm -hmm. I feel like breath brings you back to yourself. Yes. So powerful. Um, and now I kind of want to get deep about mm-hmm. your, your present challenges, yeah. because, you know, you have this book coming out mm-hmm. very soon. Yes. It might be out by the time this yeah. podcast drops, but what is most challenging for you right now and how are you dealing with it?
0: Um, I think what's most challenging right now is just, um, especially in this season, i just like... I'm back in therapy because so i was like okay books about to come back out let me just let me just go back in for a little tune up a little checkup, because yeah. i never i don't know what's gonna happen this season this is my first Published book, so yeah. I've written other books and they've been self-published, and it's a very different process. So this is a more exposed part of me, um, and and I needed to make sure I I was aware of who I was before I start getting into a space where other people start telling me who they think I am. Mm. You know, um, so I'm back in therapy. Um, I started some reformer Pilates, so we're mixing up our we're doing yeah. our hot yoga, we're doing a little reformer, and we're being with our body because that's just how I ground myself and mm-hmm. it's like never about like looking a certain way but it's always like if I don't have some type of movement to start my day I don't I just don't function well I don't sleep well and mm-hmm. um, I don't create well so mm. I'm making sure that I'm in my routine so even this year I've been this week was chaos so I did <laughs> not do it this week but um, having some type of sleepy nighttime tea being off my phone at least an hour before bed mm-hmm. and either reading or just sitting in bed laying and talking to my husband for an hour, you know? So, but mm-hmm. having something that, um, rem- like, gives my body the cues and the clues that we are settling and that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> sorry, I got my hiccups, uh, <laughs> that we are settling and that we are winding down. And so that's been really helpful. Um, yeah, and then just being with friends, being with mm-hmm. c- people in community who know me, um, mm-hmm. as I become a little bit more open and exposed to the world, um, and that that's important to me too. So those are like the spaces where I'm where I'm working through in order for I'm before I get to the challenges. I think the mm-hmm. challenges are just constantly remembering. I know who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I know who I am and um, I know I know how I operate in this world. I know the gifts I have and I know where my feet are. I know how I'm grounded. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest challenge will, f- for me, be making sure I'm not swayed um, outside of that mm-hmm. knowing. Yeah.
1: That is so important yeah. because there's a lot happening out there. Uh-huh. And you're also an actress and a yes. model, you know, yes. in addition yeah. to, uh, to, uh-huh. to being an author and yeah. a poet. So. And you deal with a lot of, you know, so what some people will call rejection mm-hmm. and not getting the part. How do you deal yeah. with that part of it?
0: I think collectively, whether it's um, in poetry, whether it's in modeling, whether it's in acting, I'm very, at this point in myself, I, I know... If the opportunity is for me mm-hmm. um, and, and I, and I release, it's not really rejection if it wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's not really a rejection. If you didn't actually hear a no and in acting, you don't be hearing nothing. <laughs> so it's like, you just don't get it. You know, you just, yeah. the, the opportunity just passes. So I think for me, it's just like, okay, that door closed cause that wasn't for me. Um, and I think I've, created a collection of doors that have opened with my name on it Mm -hmm. and i'm aware of what they feel like and what they look like and so um i think it's less of rejection of knowing of like okay that wasn't for me and there's Mm -hmm. so many mechanics especially that goes into acting of just like the shot, the visual, what they're looking for for the casting director and the director, there's just so many different pieces. Yeah. So to be able to get in the room, like there's like what is a TikTok sound is like, oh, when is a win. Owen is a win. You know? So it's just like <laughs> yes. for me, I'm just like getting in the room, that was a win. Yeah. Having the avail, that was a win. And and sometimes I book it and sometimes I don't. Um and just trusting that that was yeah. like there will always be another thing my hands i'm i'm doing a lot of different things you mm-hmm. know so for me it's just like i think i'm in this space as an actor now because i'm a little bit more secure in myself yeah. you know i'm a little bit more aware and less uh jilted you know by by the different ways it happens but I'm i'm at this point where i'm like if that releases Trust me, I have other things to do or I'm not doing anything because at that point I'm tired. So Mm -hmm. um, I think when those doors close, it's definitely it's not rejection if it wasn't for you.
1: I love that. Yeah. I love that perspective. Yeah. The door is open, that's for you. If right. it's closed, that's not for you. I right. think that's such a beautiful way to look and move through mm-hmm. life in general, even yeah. with relationship, career. Yes. I feel like you can use that same philosophy. Absolutely. So, thank you so much yeah. for that. Um, and the last thing I want to do is kind of dive into your future. Okay. You know, I read your Ooh, Instagram post, so I know that. one of your. <laughs> inspirations, intentions, Mm -hmm. is to be on
0: a particular show. (laughs) Um, I So I commercially act right now, and Mm -hmm. I think it's really fun. The days are pretty quick. Um, Mm. Usually the people are great, and it's pretty good money you know but I am I'm an artist I'm a storyteller um so I I would love to get into more tv and film it's like goals avid elementary Quinta if you're out there um (laughs) anything Kiki Palmer touches I just there's such a a wave and a raise of black women just like running shit I don't know if I can cuss on this but um, okay okay. (laughs) of black women just like running shit and I'm like I just want to be an any and everything that that is happening anything Shonda Rhimes does forever and ever I would want to be a part of yeah. um and and so yeah I want I want to storytell I've always been mm-hmm. um at this being at hard town <laughs> um, and so <laughs> the goal is yeah to hopefully work for work for and work towards um being in in those and so I've done a few like feature projects and things like that that have really mm-hmm. fun but yeah, I love character work. I love being able to put myself and in, in someone else's shoes and and find myself in the midst of it. And mm. as a poet too, it's like that's so me. It's so yeah. much me, and it's so much vulnerability. And sometimes it's like I just want to be somebody else. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just trying to be some someone else somewhere else. So yes. um, yeah. yeah. So that's that's goals. I think that's where I'm headed for, and I think. Being Able to have a book under a publisher felt like such a full circle as an mm-hmm. author and a writer. And I'll write forever, I think yeah. that there's no retiring from that. There's no that is who I am and how mm. I see the world and how I heal. Um, and so I'll write forever. I think I'll be a poet and an author forever. Mm. Um, but I, it felt like such a full circle of like, look what I've built. Um, as mm-hmm. a poet, as a freelance poet for the last, you know, eight, nine years now. And I feel like I can b- continue to build off of that. So yeah. that's what I'm hoping to do. More storytelling, um, being in it. And um, yeah, maybe even exercising storytelling, you know, um, and screenwriting for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, I am so excited. This has been
1: such an incredible interview. Y'all see it right here. The <laughs> unfolding, an invitation to come home to yourself ariel do you have
0: any last words you want to leave with the people um no feel free to um yeah purchase the book it's it's poetry in essay Mm. um and each at the end of each question at the end of each chapter each phase i have reflection questions Mm. um my motto is words not for the ears but for the soul and if as an artist you're only experiencing me and my story then i'm not doing my job so, mm. the questions are for you to journal, for you to explore your own unfolding. Um, there's also an audiobook. Uh, if you like the sound of my voice, feel we do. Free, we love <laughs> feel it. free to do that as well. But um I will say don't read everything in the book. So you might want a physical as well. And then um yeah, and then I'm working on a spoken word album that's called The Art of the Unfolding. Ooh. And that will be out probably later, later this year. But mm. we'll see some sneak peeks in between there. So I'm looking forward yes. to that because I love your voice. Yes, so I think you. I'm gonna get the audio book too. <laughs> thank you,
1: thank so, you. Thank you so thank much you. for coming. It has been such a treat to have you i love you i appreciate you you. i thank god for you and just the beauty that you're putting out in the world i'm so glad we met and personally i look forward to just building our relationship and you know you never know never know know. (laughs) thank Thank you you. so much you all go out there make sure you grab a copy of the unfolding support our girl (laughs) Ariel, and Consume everything she's done because she has done a lot already. I know I will be doing the same. Yeah. And until next time, love yourself, love mm-hmm. others, and love the world one day at a time, one breath at a time. Peace and love. Bye. We do a little heart, and we throw yeah, it out at the so middle camera. <laughs>